Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Back in March of 2015, I presented Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix, on the cover of Success Magazine. He was also our pick for our coveted Achiever of the Year award that year. Reed attributes much of his success as a leader by what he learned having to navigate Netflix through a crisis. More of his learnings are also in his recent book, The No Rules Rules, which I do recommend. The story is a good follow-on from the forced efficiency lesson that we discussed yesterday. So in early 2001, Netflix was grown. They had 400,000 subscribers, 120 employees, and then crisis struck. The first internet bubble burst. Scores of dot-coms failed and vanished, never to be heard from again. All venture capital funding stopped and Netflix could no longer raise the additional funds that it needed to run the business, which was far from being profitable yet. Morale in the office was low and about to go much lower. Reed had to lay off a third of all the employees in order to attempt to survive. So he sat down and he had to divide the team up into two buckets. 80 high performers who were exceptionally creative, delivered excellent work, collaborated well with others, went into the keeper's pile. Then 40 less amazing ones would be let go. Those were people who were borderline cases. They were friends, good colleagues, but did adequate rather than great work. They worked like crazy, but needed lots of handholding. They were gifted, but also maybe complainers and a little bit pessimistic. Most of those would have to go. Reed prepared for and expected the worst. While the day of layoffs was awful as expected, by noon, it was done. He waited for the second half of the storm, the backlash from the remaining team. There was none. Some sorrow, yes, but quickly calm. And within a few weeks, the atmosphere was suddenly buzzing with passion, energy, and new ideas. And within a few months, they were doing far more work with 30% fewer employees. To Reed's amazement, those same 80 people were getting everything done with a passion that seemed higher than ever. People were happy and spirits were sky high. Reed admitted himself, I'd wake up in the morning and I couldn't wait to get to the office. The entire office felt like it was filled with people who were madly in love with their work. Reed reported that in the days and months following those 2001 layoffs, he discovered something that completely changed how we understand employee motivation and leadership responsibility. This is what he learned. And this is what I wanna pass on to you here today. A team with just one or two adequate performers brings down the performance of everyone on the team. If you have a team of five stunning employees and two adequate ones, the adequate ones will, one, sap the leader's time and energy and attention so they will have far less for the top performers, two, reduce the quality of group discussions, lowering the team's overall IQ, three, force others to develop ways to work around them, reducing efficiency, four, drive team members who seek excellence to quit, and five, show the team that you accept mediocrity, thus multiplying the problem. As Steve Jobs would describe it, you end up with a bozo explosion in your organization. As Reed writes, for top performers, a great workplace isn't about a lavish office, a beautiful gym, or a free sushi lunch. It's about the joy of being surrounded by people who are both talented and collaborative, people who can help you be better. When every member is excellent, performance spirals upward as employees learn from the morale and motivation of one another. So write this down. Performance is contagious. 
on both sides of the equation. Professor Will Phelps of the University of New South Wales in Australia conducted an extensive study proving that even when all other team members were exceptionally talented, intelligent, dedicated, and hardworking, one individual's underperformance or poor behavior brought down the effectiveness of all team members. He found groups with one underperformer did worse than other teams by a whopping 30 to 40%. This flew in the face of research going back decades that suggested individual team member performance would conform to the group values and norm, meaning the average of the group in total. Now it is known that the behavior of only one person will infect all the others in the room, virtual or physical, even if the group is only together for as little as 30 minutes. Reed's post-crisis leadership lessons are summarized as follows. One, Hire the very best, pay the top of market, and then work hard to keep them. Two, eliminate quickly any team member displaying undesirable attitudes or behaviors. Three, coach managers to have the courage and the discipline to eliminate adequate but not high-performing team members. In short, Reed's number one goal in leading Netflix was to be laser-focused on making sure Netflix is staffed from the receptionist to the top executive team with the highest performing, most collaborative team members on the market. For those of you who own companies or those of you in companies and are responsible for hiring and culture building in your company, the place that I can help you the most in learning how to recruit superstar A players, drive them to optimum performance, and guide a hyper growth culture is at our business masterclass. It is a game changer for those of you with audacious goals to build a high impact organization. Just ask anyone in the community who has been through it. Get yourself to our next one. Go to dhbmc.com to inquire further. And to all Darren Daily members, regardless if you are responsible for hiring or firing on your team, what can Reed's lessons learned inform you about your own choices in business and life? I can suggest a few to get you started. Number one, maybe take a good hard look in the mirror and evaluate what bucket your leader or your clients, if you are the owner, would put you in if they consider trimming down. Would you be described as good or adequate rather than excellent? Do you work really hard but need lots of handholding or are you high maintenance? Are you talented but also somewhat of a complainer or pessimistic? Two, maybe take a look at your relationships and divide it into two buckets and consider maybe liberating some of those back into the friend pool. Number three, maybe take a, look, take a look at some of your projects or obligations or tasks or to-do lists and consider how to cut 30% and yet still produce as much or more, but easier and with more joy. So jot down which one you will do, one, two, or three, or a combination of them all.